All right, we pick up on uh, 44b and uh, <coughs> uh, just just past uh, the Gomorrah there, it's about halfway down the page uh, with regards to the following. And we just, um, <coughs> we started, we, got, we, we left it a bit because we, there is, this is a whole new sugya and, uh, and, and, and this continues all the way through until the mission on the next page, this little uh, sugya. And uh, what we'll have to do is uh, come and uh, bring uh, you know, some outside information in, uh, uh, because it's, and we might as well just give that introduction as follows. Because really, what happens is, is that uh, uh, you have what's known as um, uh, the three different camps. Uh, the, 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 is the camp of the Shekinah, uh, which is uh, where the Ark is, which is really co- uh, uh, corresponding to the Temple Mount. Uh, in uh, you know, if you imagine Jerusalem, uh, that corresponds to the Temple Mount. Uh, then you have the Machane Levia, uh, where in the desert, that's where Moshe was uh, uh, situated, and uh, and that corresponds uh, really to the. Um, uh, the, the first one, actually, the Machane Shkina, is actually the the, the courtyard uh, and um, uh, of you know and, and the holy things uh, in inside the courtyards, and then um, uh, the, the like the Kodesh Kodashim, and then uh, the Machane Levia is uh, the, the the Temple Mount, uh, really, and uh, the, the, the you know the, anything on uh, on that mountain, and then uh, the the Machane Yisrael uh, is the the third camp. Uh, and that really, uh, that was uh, where all the Jews camped around Moshe, and, and that really corresponds uh, to the city of Jerusalem. Now, uh, what's, the, what's the relevance of that? Uh, we're going to see people, uh, that there's certain people that are uh, uh, kicked out of all three camps. A person who is a Mitzorah is kicked out of all three camps. Uh, uh, he, he's not allowed to come. Uh, he has to be even outside the city of Jerusalem. Uh, or in fact all walled cities, uh, a person who is a Zav, uh, who's, who's had an emission uh, from, from his uh, body, uh, he has to be kicked out of, uh, of uh, two camps. He's allowed in Machane Yisrael, he's allowed um, uh, in Jerusalem, but he can't come to the temple. And, uh, and then a person who's Tamimate, uh can come onto um, uh, the, 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 the temple, he can come onto Machane Levia. He's not allowed to go inside uh, um, the, the most holy areas, uh, but he is allowed to come onto the Temple Mount. So uh, you've got those three different uh, areas and, and, and the people that are coming uh, into, uh, who are not allowed to come into those specific areas. And, uh, and, and that uh, is, a, is, a, is a background to what we're going to have to see now. So Amar Abayim, um, and uh, I found uh, the people of Rav Natan Bavoshai, and they were sitting and saying the following uh, thing. And we're talking here about a Zav uh, who, who toivels on the seventh day. Uh, and it says on the eighth day, uh, he has to take uh, these, these, these two birds, uh, right? And uh, a Zav, uh, what happens is, is that if he sees three emissions uh, over the course of a maximum of three days, you can see three on one day, uh, then he becomes a, a, a Zav and he has to count uh, seven days uh, of, of purity plus uh, on the eighth day uh, after his purification process uh, he, um, uh, he, he toivels in the mikveh uh, on the seventh day he becomes what's known as Tvulyom and then um, uh, th- th- that night he's what's known as a Mechusa Kaparim because night time has fallen uh, so his status of, of Tvulyom uh, is, is slightly lessened to 
what's known as a mechusa kaparim, literally missing atonement. And then the next day, uh, he comes and brings his offerings, and his offerings are uh, two birds, or, or you know, either you know, uh, um, one's a chatat, one's an olah, either they're turtle doves or they're pigeons. Anyway, and, and then the pastor comes along and says, Uva lifna Hashem el petach uh, he comes to in front of Hashem to the entrance of uh, the oil moed, uh, the entrance of the tent of meeting, and he gives it to the Kohen. All right, and the Gemara asks on that, am uh, I When does he come? Uh, it says Bizman Shemesh. So so really, when does he come? It must be uh, that he's gone to the mikvah on the seventh day, and uh, he's waited until sunset. Uh, and now he's just a mechusa kaparim, uh, as we said in Lo Taval Erev Shemesh Lo. But um, uh, if he hasn't not gone and he's done an antvila, uh, he hasn't gone and, and gone to the mikvah, uh, and he hasn't waited till sunset, then he can't come into the courtyard. Uh, so really, what <coughs> the the, uh, the 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 implication of what uh, Natan Bahoshaya uh, was saying is Alma Kasavar Tvulyom Shazav Kazav Dami. Really, uh, someone who's uh, uh, gone to the mikvah uh, and is just a Tvulyom, right? Uh, he's he's gone to mikvah, but but sunset hasn't come yet, uh, so he is still considered an actual zav. The same way a zav uh, wouldn't be able uh, to come into the the courtyard because he's impure. Remember, we said the zav has to stay out two courtyards. He'd be allowed in Jerusalem, but he wouldn't be allowed uh, near the temple. Uh, in the same way, uh, it, you know, on, 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 you know, even if he's toiveled uh, and, and what's known as tefulyom, uh, even he has to, to wait until after sunset uh, to come in front of him. Other, because it says he's, he's, uh, the, the, the verse said, um, you know, the, uh, which we didn't quote actually, uh, but it says if he, uh, he he toivels on the seventh day and on the eighth day he takes these things. So it must be uh, that he's only allowed in on the eighth day after uh, sunset of the night before. Okay, <coughs> so that is uh, the statement. Amina lahon ana. But then uh, Abaya says, he says, listen, I don't agree with that. Uh, and I said the following thing. Ella miata, if that is the case, uh, that, that uh, you, you you say that that is true. Gabe the Nazir Tame Nami dictive. What about it, a uh, Nazir that is Tame that that became impure? Uh, Nami. Uh, we, we should also say the same thing. Ketiv vaviyim ota elokai no petach or It says on the eighth day he has to bring these two birds uh, to the beginning of the uh, oil mode. So he brings these uh, the birds uh, to the to the uh, the entrance of the the oil maid, okay, and petach uh, oil maid ematai huba. And if you make the same drosha, uh, you would say, when does he come to the courtyard to do it? Bizman shetaval vasa erev shemesh. When does he come? Only when he's he's gone to the mikvah and uh, he has to wait until sunset. Uh, and then the bar says michti, you know sharei nikonu heicha kayamin. Uh, uh, now the gates of Nicanor, uh, the, you know, wh- where do we, where do all those people that are mechuskaparim uh, stand over there? That that is the gates of, of the Levium, right? That is the entrance, uh, you know, that uh, to uh, to the thing. So there are three different uh, areas, and as we said, uh, the the Israelite camp is corresponding to Jerusalem, and the Levium, the the, the, um, the camp of the Levium uh, is, uh, you know, the, the the Temple Mount itself, and and uh, the Shar Nikonor uh, corresponds uh, to that camp. Um, 
and therefore it's the Machane Levia, okay, and uh, and then the temple itself, right? So the, the the gate of Nicanor is really considered, even though it's like you know in the in the temple itself, it's those uh, big shiny uh, copper doors that you you see, uh, and you know whenever you see pictures of the Beit Hamikdash uh, or artists. Uh, uh, that draw the Beit Hamikdash. That's uh, a part of the opening after the the, the 15 steps uh, that go up. Uh, you get to these big gates, and those are the gates of Nicanor. So it's really at the top of those 15 steps. Uh, you get to these big copper gates. The Gemara and Yuma uh, discussed uh, that miracles were done with the with the gates, etc. We haven't got time uh, to go into that now. However. Uh, th- that is the thing. So, uh, and, and if you would say uh, that uh, the the levy uh, that was Tamei mate, okay, uh, because that's why he um, he's. Um, uh, that's why he's there, because he has to bring these sacrifices. If you would say, Vatanya, Tamemate, Mutai Likanes, Levia. We know that uh, someone who's impure uh, with, uh, from a dead person is able to come into uh, the, the, the camp of the Levium. Hi, Velo Tamu, Mate Bivad. And not only someone who's impure from a corpse, Ella Afilu, Mate Atmo. Even you could bring a dead body uh, inside uh, the Machane Levia. It's uh, Shemar, and how do I know that? Uh, because uh, the verse says uh, in in Parshat B'Shalach, um, um, uh, I think it is, uh, where, where, it, uh, where, where it comes out. Yeah, you know, it's Parshat B'Shalach. Vikach Moshe et Atzmot Yosefi Mo. Moshe took, uh, went around while everyone else was collecting gold and silver and everything like that. Uh, Moshe went and uh, took uh, the bones of Yosef. He went and he found uh, the bones of Yosef. We'll see that. Actually, we'll see the whole. Um, uh, kind of repetition uh, of, of, of the whole discussion uh, that uh, the, the, over there we're going to see that actually coming up uh, not not too far away actually now we're going to see that in Sota uh, in the beginning uh, Dapim I think around uh, Daf 10 or 11 or 12 there's a whole lot of there about the Exodus and uh, we'll see that you know it, it talks about you know Moshe uh, takes the, the bones of Yosef uh, with him uh, in order to bury him and as a result of that Hashem uh, eventually buries Moshe because Moshe was the greatest person in the nation, and he went ahead and uh, looked after the bones of Yosef and Mida Kenegat Mida, measure for measure, Hashem actually rewards him and buries uh, him himself, the greatest, uh, you know, the, Hashem himself has to bury, therefore, the greatest person in the generation. Okay, side issue, that, uh, close brackets, as it were, and now we say, so Moshe took. Um, the bones of Joseph with him, uh, me, uh, my imo. What does it mean with him? Imo b'mechitzado. It's not just he took them and then he left them on the side. No, uh, him and he kept them with him, uh, and uh, and that's it. So as we see uh, that uh, people say, you know, that uh, uh, what you know, what's what's over there, and they say, look, there's the Aaron of Hashem and there's the Aaron of Yosef, and they said, you know, how, you know, how, how could you have these two together? Does that make sense? And they say, yeah, uh, because Yosef fulfilled everything that was written in there, you know, even though the Torah wasn't given. Anyway, so that's. Uh, that's that. Uh, so therefore, uh, a Tame person uh, is therefore allowed uh, with him in the Machane Levia. Even a, a corpse would be allowed in the Machane Levia. So obviously, you know, a corpse can be brought into the camp of the Levium. So a Nazir who is impure, uh, you know, and, and is being sprinkled on and, and, go, and, and toiled, obviously uh, can go over there as well. So, you know, it doesn't make sense to say that he has to wait until the eighth day uh, to go and uh, sacrifice these things is because he can't go in. Um, 
over there. So, so, so your whole statement, Rav, Rav Natan uh, by Oshai, is, is wrong. Okay, and uh, and that's it. So you know you, you can say uh, the Zav who has is uh, gone to the mikvah is not allowed to, um, uh, and, and and doesn't bring his offerings inside. It's not because he can't go into the gates of Nikonor. So your drosha is incorrect. Ella, uh, so Baya says Amar Abai Tvul Yom Shel Zav. Uh, so, so really what you should do is you say if you've gone to the mikvah uh, that day uh, you are still considered a zav, right? So, you know, that, that's, so, so really oh, uh, even though you've gone to the mikvah and you've taken theory, you've taken off uh, a bit of that tumah, <coughs> you are still considered a zav, right? Uh, and, and, and that's it. So even though you've gone to the mikvah, it's your seventh uh, clean day and you've gone to the mikvah, uh, it's still that status of zav uh, is, uh, you know, it, it, it your, your status doesn't change with regard uh, to coming into the Machine Levia. Okay? But it's not because a Zav uh, who, who's gone to the Mikvah uh, can't come into the Machine Levia. Uh, he could come into the Machine Levia. Uh, it says because Kavan, Kapara, Law Isle, because he's missing atonement. As we said, he's got to bring the offerings uh, the next day. So there still is something that is holding him back uh, from really coming into the temple. Uh, before, he was two stages removed. Uh, number one, he, was, uh, he wasn't even Okay, and then uh, he's not, he wasn't a Mechusakaparim, so he can't come in. He can only come in when he's Mechusakaparim. So, yes, you've taken away uh, that status of being a Zav, so now you're just a Tvulyom, so you're one step closer, uh, but you're not close enough. And that is what Abaya says. Uh, and, um, and therefore, even Machin El and the reason is, uh, you know, to, to because uh, the, the, the Zav says, it says, he should come in front of Hashem to the, the, uh, the, the oil moid, as we said, the tent of meeting. Amai ka karela, oil moid. You know, if it, it, it says, even Machine Levia, if he's in the Machine Levia, okay, at the gate of Nicanor, Amai karela, oil moid. Why is it called uh, the tent of meeting? You know, surely that's a different place. Uh, so therefore, uh, the same way, the Maimra to teach you, he says, Ma Hatam Mukusakapara Lo Al Af Lamachane Levia Nami Mukusakapara Lo Al. No, the same way, the 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 whole the tent of meeting, really the whole um uh, you know the, the tent of meeting is also uh, like uh, the, the the area of the temple, which is which is uh, more sanctified. Uh, so too, someone who's mukusakaparim uh, can't go in there. Uh, you know, and, until he's had uh, the blood sprinkled upon him and, and whatever you need to do, because that's what happens. They stand outside uh, the gates of Nicanor, and uh, the, there's a whole discussion that they put their hands through and then they get the blood put on them, etc. We're not going to be dealing with that right now, uh, but that is uh, you know I, I don't. I think we'll, uh, we might see it at later points in our Masechet, but that is really what happens. The, the, the people that need kapara have to stretch their hands inside uh, the oil moid uh, uh, from the gates of Nicanor, and, and then they get sprinkled upon, and then they'd be allowed in. And the Gemara says, uh, minalan. And how do you know uh, that one who's missing atonement uh, can't go inside uh, the, uh, the, the oil moid? We'd ever prove that. Okay, it says, uh, talking about an impure person coming inside uh, the um, uh, 
uh, the 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 oil mode and uh, in, in the temple area. Uh, it says Tamayi or Tumatobo. Really, that's the the whole uh, uh, quote from the thing, even though it's not mentioned now. Arabot Tvolium. That includes uh, someone who is still a Tvolium or Tumatobo. I hear it is or Tumatobo. His tum is still upon him. Arabot Mukusakapara. It includes here Mukusakapara. Okay, so we see that both Tvolium, someone who's that two steps removed, uh, as well as even a Mukusakaparim. Uh, can't come in until they've actually uh, got uh, their and until their, their sacrifices have been brought. Okay, and uh, and and as uh, so they can they only come in at that later stage. All right, so that that was that uh, finishing off that. So again, now we move back on to uh, the uh, the the Mishnah, uh, another Mishnah, and and now we move on, carrying on uh, with regard uh, to the procedure that is done. Okay, now we're getting into the very much a procedure. Tiklaka Tatara Kaisad. How does an Azu shave? Uh, assuming he's come to the end of his term uh, and now he has to um, uh, shave uh, after completing his time period and he didn't become impure in the middle. He stayed pure the whole time. He has to bring three animals uh, to the, the, the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, Khatat. Ola uh, Ushlamim. There's a Katat, the sin offering, the Ola, uh, the burnt offering gets totally burnt up in the Shlamim and the Shlamim, uh, which is a peace offering and that gets divided up. Uh, he eats a portion, the altar gets uh, burned, you burn a portion on the altar, the Kohanim eats a portion and the owner eats a portion. Okay, so Shachat et Ashlamim, Megalach Alem. Uh, he shechts, uh, he slaughters the, 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 the peace offering and he shaves his hair. Um, after he she shechts them, okay, Megalach Alaim, he shaves his hair on that. It seemed to be that it's just the Shlamim uh, that we're talking about, Divi Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, that's what Rabbi Yehuda says. So, so he says, really, uh, the idea of the Shlamim, we're going to see more uh, in the Gomorrah, uh, but it seems that the Shlamim uh, is uh, the critical sacrifice over here uh, because, and the shaving is really done on the Shlamim. We're going to see that uh, the, the Nazir takes his hair and throws it under the, the fire uh, in which the, the shlamim is being cooked uh, and that's uh, he burns uh, his hair up. Okay, so that is Rabbi Yehuda's uh, statement. Rabbi Eliezer says no, uh, you, can, you can shave after you've shechted the khatat uh, because uh, the khatat is before all the other offerings uh, in all other places. So that's why you shech the, the khatat first. Once you've shechted the one, uh, then um, you can shave your hair thereafter. Okay. However, he agrees that if you shaved after any one of them, maybe you shaved or laugh first or anything like that. So assuming any one of them, uh, you have fulfilled your obligation. Okay, so, so that's it without waiting until you shaved uh, the other one. So you don't even have, have to have shaved uh, all three of them. Uh, even if you've just shaved one, uh, then you uh, are, are good to go. Uh, you are allowed to shave your hair. All right, uh, Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel has another view. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, a different, um, <coughs> a different topic. He says, Omer, If you bring three animals, Veloy perish, and you never specified exactly which was which, which was which. Haruil lechatat, the one that is fit for chatat. Uh, you know, so so obviously it, there's going to be a difference in. Um, Gender over here uh, because uh, 
it says the, the one that is fit for a khatat, uh, a female uh, a sheep in its first year, uh, is, is fit for a khatat, tigrav khatat, lo ola, if it's an ola, which is a male sheep in its first year, tigrav ola, that animal gets burnt up as an ola. Le shlamim, shlamim, which is a ram, uh, you know, it, it over over a year old, it's in its second year, uh, it says tigrav uh, shlamim. So therefore, even though you haven't specified it, it's obvious the animals uh, are essentially telling you uh, what, what they are. Okay, the Gemara picks up Tanu Rabbanan Vigleh Chanazir Petach Or Moed. It says that uh, the Nazir shaves his hair at the entrance to the Or Moed. Okay, Beshlamim Hakatzav Medaber. And as we said, uh, there is a connection between shaving and the Shlamim. And and what are we talking about here? Uh, that is uh, the actual um, uh, uh, Shlamim offering itself. Uh, that, that's what it's talking about, where you have to bring it. Uh, it's not shaving your head, it's actually bringing the shlamim to the entrance of, of the, uh, the, the, the temple. Uh, because the verse says uh, he has to shecht uh, shlamim at the entrance uh, to the oil moed. So even though it says he shaves there, it means he brings his shlamim offering uh, to the entrance of the oil moed. Uh, and it says, uh, You know, d- does it really mean that he, that he shaves? Uh, you know, because you said that he, it, it also doesn't tell you where you have to shave, it tells you when you have to shave. Uh, the, the same way you bring it after the Shlamim offering, which is at the Petach or Moed, or maybe it tells you where you literally have to shave. Okay, uh, maybe it's telling you uh, that, uh, that that you uh, that you have to shave over there, and uh, at, at the entrance, uh, you know, at, at, uh, as you walk in to the the, the, the temple. Uh, does it really mean that you have to shave your head uh, right at the entrance uh, there? That seems to be uh, you know, It seems to be uh, that he shaves at the entrance to Almaid, and the Gemara says you can't say such a thing. Uh, that's, that's a kind of disgrace. You walk into the temple, it's meant to be very holy and everything like that, and all of a sudden you see guys getting haircuts uh, at, uh, at, uh, at the entrance over there. You know, what's going on? Uh, so, so, you know, right into the, at the holy place, at the top of the stairs, you see guys getting haircuts. It's, it doesn't look nice. Uh, therefore, uh, it can't be talking about that. It's that. That is where you sacrifice uh, the shlamim. That's the entrance, the place you come into the shlamim. Rabbi Shama, Rabbi Shah says, "I not sorry. No, uh, you don't even have to uh, say that. Why? Haraymata Torah. The Torah says, "Look alech." Uh, at, the, at the entrance, uh, I mean, it says um, at the end of Parshat Yitro, uh, straight off the Ten Commandments, uh, the Torah commands you're not allowed to go up on steps to my altar because uh, then you'll see uh, nakedness over there. Uh, and it says, uh, So if you know going up on the on the steps, uh, which is not a big uh, deal, uh, you know, should, and and still there's a sensitivity towards uh, showing off uh, your nakedness, uh, how much more so uh, to, to do something that is uh, degrading um, uh, in the Beit HaMikdash, you know, it's kind of disgraceful by shaving at the entrance of the oil moed. So that can't be uh, what it says. Another, there's another Nusach uh, Acher over here uh, where it just says, and, it, and this is, you know, it, it, it's, it's put in brackets actually because some people actually leave it out. We'll just quickly go through it. Nusach Acher, Midrash Pasha Naso, in the beginning of Pasha Naso, Daf Matam Avri Mishnam. Okay, you know, it, uh, 
that's the page number. Okay, it says Vigilach Nazu, and the Nazu shaves Rabbi Yishai. My Rabbi Yishai says Bishlamim Makatum Mitzvah. We're talking here about the Shlamim offering. It's where he offers it. Oainu Ella, etc. You know, doesn't he shave in front of it? Imkain Amata Torah Lo Tzale Kavuchome Devar Shlo Gila Galach Petachu Amayit Ella Bishlamim Makatum Mitzvah. Okay, so just kind of repeats the story because it says you might think. Um, that it's the where you shave itself, and therefore it says you can't go up on steps to my altar, uh, and uh, therefore it can't be talking about shaving over there, talking about uh, where you shecht the peace offering. Okay, uh, and then Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, uh, "No, uh, even that is not necessary." Um, it says because I can prove it from another thing. The verse says, uh, It says he has to take the hair of his head and put on the fire uh, which is burning underneath the, the, the shlamim. As we said, uh, the, he takes it, you, you cook uh, the shlamim meat up, uh, and, and the fire over there, he has to place his hair on the fire. Uh, we're going to see in the, um, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the next mission as well, it's going to discuss this more. Anyway, uh, so really it's talking about um, uh, it's talking about the only things that he has to do uh, is, is take his hair uh, and, and, and putting his, uh, taking the hair and putting it under uh, the fire. Uh, so it doesn't mean that he has to do anything else. Uh, that excludes Yatsazu Shihimukusa Lakika Vava Minitina. Uh, taking uh, firstly and then bringing the hair and putting his hair there. Okay, so all you have to do uh, is just taking it because uh, you know, otherwise it would mean bring it from one holy area to another. Okay, because uh, the, the, uh, the, it, it gets cooked in one of the courtyards. Uh, it gets cooked like outside, uh, you know, more towards the outside. Uh, so therefore, we're not talking that he goes all the way to the, the, the top of the 15 steps. Uh, it could be somewhere in, the, in that courtyard outside uh, where everything uh, gets done over there. Amri, another version of that, Rabbi Yitzhak, Rabbi Yitzhak says, We're talking here about the uh, peace offering, the Shlamim offering. Offering. Uh, are you uh, talking about the Shlamim Ela Petak Wamaid Mamish or maybe it's the entrance to the Oamaid? Uh Tamulumavakro. He has to take the hair of his head and put on the fire. Uh Makom Shaya uh Mavashel Sham Ye Megalach and uh, it's a place where you would cook uh, the peace offering. Uh, that's where you would shave. Uh, it's a part really that uh, it's like slightly on the outside. Uh, there are various courtyards um, uh, before you walk up those 15 steps and, and one of them was known as the Nazi's courtyard and that's uh, where he would cut his hair as well as burn it uh, over there because that's where the shlamim were cooked. Another drosha on this phrase. What does it mean that the Nazir shaves when the opening of the tent of meeting? Really, that is talking about the time. Uh, of uh, the 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 the, uh, the oil moed is open, i.e. during the daytime. Calls man shein petach oil moed a patuach einu magalach. He's not allowed to shave uh, when the opening of the the temple is not open, i.e. during the nighttime. And uh, during the daytime, he can shave, uh, but, uh, that, uh, but that's only you know, open it up in the morning, and that is the time uh, that he can shave. It's not really talking about the place; it's talking about uh, the time. 
Now, Rabbi Shimon Shruzi Omer, Biglai Chanazi Petach Omer, Rabbi Shimon Shruzi also dashes out the Pasuk, and he says, listen, it's not talking about uh, the place uh, over here at all, and it's not talking about, it says, because it's all in masculine form, uh, it says, uh, the Nazir shaves, Biglai Chanazir, specifically a male, uh, and uh, at the opening of the thing, Velon Nazira, and not a female uh, uh, Nazira. Okay, why? Shema Yidkaruba Pirchai Kuna. Because what happens is, uh, if, uh, if a Nazira, uh, and we're assuming she's married, uh, had to cut her hair, uh, when, when she reveals her hair, uh, that is seen uh, as, as erva, as a sign of, of, of uh, what shouldn't be seen, of, of nakedness, etc. And therefore, uh, when she uncovers her hair, uh, the young Kwanim that are standing there are going to be aroused uh, when she uncovers her hair. Uh, and uh, so I'm a, I'm a law. So they said back to him. They said, "Listen, hold on one sec. Uh, according to what you say, sota uh, uh, What about the situation of a sota? Uh, as we said, we're going to be talking about sota uh, in about uh, three weeks' time. We'll be starting sota bezrat Hashem, and uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, all, all the discussions then. Uh, what about this woman that's presumed uh, that, that was um, suspected of being unfaithful? Uh, she also goes through a procedure, dictive. Uh, it says, uh, as part of her procedure, uh, she sets her in front of Hashem, and uh, what happens is it's also her hair is uncovered, uh, and her, toes, her clothes are torn, etc. And uh, we're standing, there she is standing in front of Hashem. Uh, so aren't we worried at the same? We're not worried uh, that the Kwanim are going to be aroused by that sight. Uh, of, of seeing this uh, sota, uh, so, and, and her hair is uncovered at that same place. So how can you say uh, the same thing would apply to Nizar? And Amalo, Amalahen, Zu, Kokelet, Voposeset. No, Vazu, Ano, Kokelet, Voposeset. No, uh, the difference really is uh, is uh, the the nizira uh, she, she can wear makeup. Uh, she's got uh, uh, um, uh, you know blue eyeliner. She's got uh, uh, you know rouge blush or whatever the case is to her face. So she's uh, she looks pretty, and therefore as a result, uh, the the that could lead uh, to the young kwanim looking at her and 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 uh, having improper thoughts. Uh, uh, you know by her it could even be that uh, uh, they might try um, you know uh, try their luck uh, with her and try um, uh, uh, seduce her or something like that but you know so that doesn't um uh, you know that, that applies to an Israel as opposed to a sota, uh, because a sota does not. Uh, the, the whole point about a sota uh, is that she doesn't wear any makeup at all. Uh, the whole point is to degrade her. Uh, we want her to look uh, terrible, and therefore uh, she doesn't look good. We uh, uh, tear her clothes and we make her look uh, very uh, manuval, uh, and therefore, as a result, what we see is that uh, the sota uh, is not a good comparison uh, because the sota is specifically made uh, to be. Uh, unappealing, uh, and as opposed to uh, this, uh, the the, the Nizira, uh, who you know she comes and she looks nice when she comes to the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, so that is uh, Rabbi Shimon Sharuzi's uh, understanding of that pasuk. Okay, and that takes us to uh, the next Mishnah, and as we said, uh, it c- continues uh, with the procedure. It says Hayan Hotel Sarosh Nizro Meshalach Takat Hadud. Uh, what happens is, after the person has shaved and he's brought his hair in, uh, he takes it and he throws it under the pot uh, in which they are cooking the uh, the shlamim offering. Uh, right? So, so the the the, the um, 
having it, you know, as it probably it sounds like as as part of a stew or whatever, and, and that's it. So you, you you throw the hair underneath that pot where the shlamim is cooking. Vimgelach b'medina. What happens if the nazi is shaved uh, in the medina? The medina, you know, talks about it, the provinces. I outside uh, the Beit Hamikdash, loya mishalach tachat adud. Then uh, he, he might have to bring his hair uh, to the Beit Hamikdash, but he doesn't throw it under the pot. Uh, at, at, at that time, when does uh, this apply? Uh, it says, uh, All of these things uh, you know, uh, apply. So, of course, you know, a Nazir doesn't have to shave at the entrance of the temple, he can uh, shave elsewhere. Uh, generally, what they used to do is there was that, that Nazir's chamber in the woman's courtyard, uh, as we said, outside, you know. Uh, 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 Beyond uh, the 15 steps, somewhere at the bottom there, uh, it could mean, um, you know, uh, 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 it, there's a question: Is this in in, in Jerusalem, outside Jerusalem, anyway? Uh, because uh, shlamim you can eat anywhere in Jerusalem, but this guy might have shaved it outside of Jerusalem, anyway. Uh, and and we just qualify this. We say when do we say such a thing? hatara. That is when he shaves in purity. That is here gets thrown underneath. Uh, the pot. Aval tiglachat hatuma. If he got became tame and uh, he has to bring the other offerings and restart his whole uh, nazir process. Loya mashalach takatadud. Then he would not throw his hair under the pot in which a shlamim is being cooked, uh, because that's only talking about. Uh, we only the, these these verses are only said with regard to a pure nazir. However, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir disagrees. He says, I call mashalkin takatadud. Uh, no, everyone throws his hair under the pot, whether you're tame, whether you're tar, chutzmina tame, shemedina bilvad, except for an impure nazir uh, who shaves his hair out, you know, somewhere else in the country. He uh, doesn't throw his hair uh, underneath uh, the pot. All right, so that, that is Rabbi Meyer's view. All right, so now the Gomorrah uh, says, you know, tell it's our Rosh Nizro, he takes uh, the hair of his head, uh, that's the Mishnah. Tanurbanan, we learn in the Brata. Uh, another strange thing that he has to do uh, he has to take uh, the gravy some of the gravy in which uh, the, uh, the, the, the shlamim is being cooked uh, on the stove right, or you know, the, this fire that the shlamim is on so that you have, you have the, the meat in the pot uh, he has to take some of the gravy uh, cooking from that pot and he takes the, 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 the gravy puts it on that, that, that hair as well and then and then he takes it, he mixes it in with some gravy, and then throws it underneath the pot of where the shlamim is being cooked. Okay, Vim. Uh, the brat continues uh, if he throws his hair under the pot of uh, the sin offering okay the, the khatat uh, or uh, the asham okay now that's, that, that's going to be important because the asham is only bought um, uh, by an impure nazir okay so that seems to go against our mission anyway yatza he has fulfilled his obligation uh, and that's what the Gemara immediately asks asham uh, nazir tar how could a nazir uh, bring uh, tower, a uh, pure Nazu, go along and bring a, uh, a, a, a Nasham. Uh, that, that doesn't work. It, uh, it, it, only an impure one uh, brings a Nasham. So, mm-hmm. Amarava, so it seems to be going like 
Rabbi Meir, Amar Rav Hachi Kamar. No, Rav says this is what it means. Eim Nazir Tami Meshalach Takadudud Shalasham Yatsa. No, if a, if a Nazir that was impure uh, that came and did his purification process and he threw it under the the Asham uh, part, he has fulfilled his obligation. Now, I mean, I think there's um, another issue with that uh, would be the uh, uh, the birds because he has to bring uh, two birds, Khatat uh, and and Allah as a bird. And obviously, there, there's no um, uh, um, uh, burning of those birds under under any any form of pot uh, that's uh, just eaten by the Kohenim. Anyway, but that's uh, uh, that is uh, that, that that could be another problem. Gomorrah does not raise that over. Uh, the Gomorrah says, "Minanimili." Where do we know uh, such a thing from that uh, you pour the gravy over the hair? Amarava amakra. The verse says, "Asher Take the hair of his head and puts it on, under the fire under uh, the, the, the shlamim sacrifice the peace offering sacrifice uh, uh, it would seem that uh, part of the sacrifice must be under the hair Okay, so tachat zevach hashlamim zevach hashlamim you know it's, it's, it's got to be underneath um, the, uh, the, you know, that the part of the sacrifice is under the head. Okay, uh, that that is, uh, you know, that, that's because uh, uh, it, it didn't have to say. It could have just said tachat hashlamim. Zevach hashlamim means that sacrifice has got to be tachat. Uh, uh, part of the sacrifice has got to be underneath the head. Okay, that is that. Vim shleach tachat adud shachatat yatsa. And if he throws it under the the pot of the chatat, he has fulfilled his obligation, the sin offering. Okay, my time. What is the reason? For such a thing, Amakra uh, Zevach. The pasuk says Zevach because it says, uh, you know, the, and, and the actual word, another, uh, you know, understanding of the Zevach. Zevach could mean any offering. Uh, we we connect it to the offering of the Shlamim, but it could be Zevach is one thing, and then Shlamim is another. So we say uh, the fact that it said Zevach there, etakatat uh, that would also include a Katat and a Sham. Zevach Mirotev. But uh, surely you just used uh, a second ago, you just used uh, that word zevach uh, to come and include the gravy that has, you have to put on the hair. Uh, why you, you, you know, how can you use it twice? Uh, so it says, uh, could have said uh, from the gravy of the peace offering. Why does it say, my zevach? What's the zevach of the shlamim? Shmamina, rabot katat ve'asham. So it comes and says, uh, it could have just said from the gravy and use the word zevach so it's almost teaching us two things from there number one it has to some of the gravy has to go on but because it didn't say just gravy it also means uh, the, the sin offering or the, uh, the guilt offering the Hashem offering you could put it underneath there uh, and the Gemara says listen uh, maybe you would say the whole thing is coming to teach us about uh, the sin offering and uh, the, the, the khatat and the Hashem uh, that you could put it underneath there uh, maybe it's all it's teaching, not teaching us about the gravy. Uh, it would have, should have just said shlamim and a zevach. Okay, the shlamim and an offering. My zevach hashlamim. Why does it use the word in that order? So you learn both things from there. Firstly, that the gravy has to be put underneath it, and secondly, uh, that it could be uh, that uh, it could be either the chatat or the asham, and it doesn't have to be uh, specifically the shlamim. Although ideally it should be uh, a shlamim. All right, Tanur uh, Just to finish off, uh, and we. Did we haven't dealt really with Rabbi Meir, but we learn in Abrata. I call 
So now, uh, all Nizrim would throw their hair under the pot, uh, as we said, uh, where the Shlomim was cooking, except uh, for an impure Nazir who shaved outside uh, the Beit HaMikdash, somewhere in the rest of the country, uh, because uh, what do we do with his hair? Uh, we bury his hair. It's like uh, holy, uh, but you, you can't you know, bring it up and, 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 and schlep it up. Uh, so, so what do you do? You bury it. Uh, so is Rabbi Ma. Rabbi Huda Omar, uh, Rabbi Huda says no. Uh, it says Omar. He says to Horim, Kan v'Kan, Hayu Meshalchin. The the pure Nazirim, whether they are inside or outside the temple, uh, would uh, throw their hair uh, underneath the pot. Uh, that that, that uh, would work. Tameim, Kan v'Kan, Law Hayu Meshalchin. But if you are Tamei, uh, you wouldn't throw it. Uh, and that is Rabbi Ma and Rabbi Huda. However, the rabbis come along and say, listen. Uh, uh, no one would throw their hair under the pot except because uh, he did it properly uh, according to the Torah okay so that you know you have a range of different opinions Rabbi Meir says everywhere except for one situation so three out of the four cases um Tamei Tower, uh, as well as you know, inside the, the Beit Hamikdash, outside uh, the Beit Hamikdash. Uh, Mary Meir says three out of four throw it, except for the the Tamei outside the Beit Hamikdash. Rabbi Huda says two and two. Uh, pure Nazirim, uh, they throw it inside or outside the Beit Hamikdash. Impure don't. Uh, and then you have the rabbis uh, say one out of four. Only a, t- a Tower guy inside the Beit Hamikdash. He's the only one that throws it. Uh, all the others. Uh, t- uh, Tower uh, person outside the Beit Hamikdash, a Tamei person, even if he is in the Beit Hamikdash, and definitely if he's outside the Beit Hamikdash, they don't throw it. So we really have uh, a full spectrum of opinions uh, over there. Alright, and that we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll pick up tomorrow with a new Mishnah. Everyone should have a great time. Okay.